everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Mark from Color Me Bad with us today. You may remember them from the 90s with such big hits as All for Love, I Adore Mia Moore, and I Want to Sex You Up. We're going to talk a little bit about their story and what they're up to now. And we're excited to have Mark on. So welcome yes. to the show. Thank well, you for having me, guys. Thank you. And she was like, do I say the last song? <laughs> I, like, I, want, I, I want to sex. I was like, you got to say it. Just go say it. You know, the big hit. I'm, it. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's time for us to go back room. I mean, we're married. So, <laughs> so you, um, you, you know, it's been tough for a lot of people in the last oh, 12 to 15, 16 yes. months. How has COVID affected what you do? Because of course you're in entertainment. And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze? You know, it, it's it's been a struggle a little, you know, with not being able to get out there. Uh, this is the way we make a living. Right. And a lot of the entertainment business, everything was shut down. Uh, Broadway, theaters, venues. I mean, think of all the people that had to stop work. Yeah. Uh, think yeah. about the lighting men. Think about the crews that set. Most space. people think of the entertainer. They don't realize there's a team of people. There's think of all the events that people rely on to make, you know, to provide for their families. So not only if it affected me, it affected so many other people in the industry. Agencies. Um, I mean, just everybody. And um you know, I, I coped with it. Uh, I handled it very well. Um, me personally, I, I believe I did. Uh, there, it was, there was a lot of boring moments, a lot of time. <laughs> uh, but I started really, I, I got into writing some songs and recording again. Um, I actually started picking up uh, a hammer. <laughs> and, and I went to Home Depot and I bought a, a bunch of power tools and I just started making things. I, <laughs> you know, Did you find that you're good at it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? It was good to actually fix something around the house, you know, with my own hands. So there's That's a sense funny. Of, it, it feels good, you know? Yeah, um, it's funny you say that because we just got a big toilet leak this morning. So I got to oh, fix that yes. later. <laughs> Whether he wants well, to or not. It happens. It happens. Yes. And, um, you know, I put in a garbage disposal. I oh, cool. changed a few of the sinks, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the faucets and all that. And, you know, it's great because, you know, I've never done any of that kind of work before. But, you know, yeah. you get on YouTube and, you know, they show you how <laughs> to do it. And then you go for it and you do it. And there's a sense of, man, you feel wow. really good, uh, you yeah. know, after you fix something. So I don't know, man. I, I really enjoyed that part. Uh, I, I started. Um, that you know, will continue. Yeah. So those are the kind <laughs> of things I was doing during COVID. And now that, you know, we've probably got about, I don't know, maybe seven or eight shows under our belts, you know, this year. So uh, we got um, a show on Wednesday at the Iowa State Fair. And then on Friday, we're with Genuine uh the artist genuine uh, yes. at the kentucky state fair oh, so wow. we're going to be there on friday and then uh and then we go back to california to saratoga the winery 
uh, performance uh, there with Vanilla Ice. Uh, awesome. And then, um, you know, so we're staying busy. You know, I'm just glad to be back outperforming again, you know, so. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of COVID, you know, we launched a show January of 2020. And I remember um, our original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year. We thought mm -hmm. if we could do that, yeah, we thought that be a great foundation. Good base. Mm -hmm. And for the first year, then COVID happened. And I'm and yeah. I'm like, I told Sandy, you know, for a brand new show like ours, this could be a silver lining. Yeah. Um, because all the entertainers were shutting down. I was like, okay, we're, we just have to step it up and do you see what we can do this whole year. And we went all out and we ended up doing over 300 interviews last year. And we're over 430 now. Congratulations, man. That's a lot. Wow. Well, thank so, you. And, and so in a way, even though, you know, I hate that COVID's here won't five years from now, if we are like a Bobby Bones show or Ty Bentley show or Kelly Clarkson show on TV, one day we'll be able to look back and say, you know, we kind of owe COVID as a piece of that. Yeah. Silver yeah. lining there. Trying to make no doubt. I mean, there was some great things that happened in COVID for me. So yeah. I, I have to say, I, I know a lot of people lost their loved ones, and I'm and I'm sorry to mm -hmm. hear that. Yeah, it's so tragic. You know, but again, you know, it wasn't all bad, honestly, for me. Right. You know, it, it, it it was. I believe to make the best of it. Right. Situation. It was a reset for everyone. Yes, you know, that's what it was. Reset. Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I'm just, you know, um, I'm just here now and I'm thankful to be out on the road doing my thing. So Love that. Love that. <clears throat> so let's go back, way back. Um, <laughs> how did Color Me Bad form and what made y'all pick that name? Uh, Color Me Bad formed uh, in high school. Oh, wow. uh, we, were, we all went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. uh, two of us grew up as best friends. Uh, and the other two grew up as best friends. We all came together uh, and uh, we just loved singing. Um, we started singing around the school. Oh. You know, uh, we, we weren't big on, on the girls. We, we wanted to find <laughs> girlfriends, but we didn't have that, that thing. <laughs> we weren't football players or the basketball yeah, players. Right. You know, we were the choir boys. <laughs> <You know>? oh, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> but... Uh, we started learning how to sing together with harmonies and singing a lot of the love songs from the yeah. 50s and doo-wop. And, you know, it started getting a lot of people's attention around school. And um, we sang really well. We, we blended very well. Our vocals, our voices came together mm -hmm. so nicely. And we, we were good. And, um, you know, um, the group, the name Color Me Bad, we knew that we had to find a name, a strong name. You know, yeah. we were giving examples like, you know, like what's a cool group's name? Like Aerosmith. <laughs> like what 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 is an Aerosmith? You know, yeah. or, or <laughs> roses. Something that catches, you know, yeah. your attention. It's got to be strong. You know, mm -hmm. and we heard that there was a story from the Commodores where they were trying to figure out a name for their group, and they decided you know, they were going back and forth with different names and they just got out a dictionary and they yeah. opened it up and one of the guys put their finger on whatever it was and that was going to be the group's mm -hmm. name. 
and it came out to be Commodores, you know? So we tried that and it didn't work for us. (laughs) (laughs) What would you have been called then? I, who knows? I, it was something that didn't work, whatever, whatever word it was, but, um, (laughs) but, um, um, we were, we, you know, we were, so we were trying to figure out throwing different names. We had the name take one and that's what we went by. Yeah. Um, but the group take six came out, the take six. And they were so much better than us. So we were like, <laughs> you know, with something else, you know. <laughs> and um, um, so uh, one of the guys was looking through um, uh, the newspaper, and uh, we had just got a track here in Oklahoma City, a horse racing track. Oh, okay. And one of, one of the horses was named Color Me Bad. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And uh, he he threw out that name and we we like, OK, well, that's interesting. But <laughs> it's still, we weren't we weren't sold on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we ended up all of us going to New York and we had managers at the time who was uh, associated with cool in the game because they were the oh, ones yeah. that kind of took us under their wings. Mm-hmm. And um uh, his name was Miles Sanders, rest in peace. Uh, uh, but he he was telling us he was like, "All right, guys, we need to we need to be solid on a name for this group. So give me three names that you guys like, and I'm gonna go uptown and I'm gonna ask one of my DJ friends who I who I trust oh. what oh, name sounds, what name could stick. Mm-hmm. And uh, we threw out three three names, and one of them was Color Me Bad, and he came back and said, "All right, you guys." I talked to my boy. Your group's name is Color Me Bad. And <laughs> that's kind of how it went. And that was it. And that's what we've stuck with. And it worked. So, <clears throat> wow. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of what y'all have done the glory of Blake Shelton, Miranda, of your Brad Pitts, of all the big artists and actors. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to y'all's level. But even a career level within the entertainment world, I always want to talk about that. And this would be a great time to really kind of talk about your story of the ups and downs, because I think it's so important that people understand that. So let's talk a little bit about that, the sacrifices and struggles y'all went through as a group as you started growing. I mean, you know, um, one of the things coming out of high school, we were so young we had this drive to make it and we knew that there was going to be some trials with that. Uh, We took a chance, you know, of course, none of our family here in Oklahoma city, uh, um, they were, they weren't so, they were supportive. They loved what we did. Yeah. They didn't think that we were going to really take it to the next level. Nobody believed in us. Like we believed in ourselves. And so, so you take chances. And what did we have to lose? You know, I mean, the worst case scenario, we're just going to go out after high school and find a job or go to college or whatever. You know, we were young. This was our shot. We were going to go for it. So, you know, we we snuck into different places. We were trying (laughs) to to grab a lot of the big artists attention that used to come through Oklahoma City, hoping to get a break. And um, we had a lot of great experiences. 
with that. Of course, we were chased out of hotels and, you know, <laughs> security guards, you know, getting us, you know, to uh, kicking us out places. But uh, that wasn't going to stop us. Um, we knew what we had to do to get where we where we wanted to go. Um, and uh, so you're talking about the struggle part. We ended up, um, Cool and the gang ended up taking us under their wings. And we stayed in a one-bedroom apartment there in New York City, uh, preparing ourselves, trying to take meetings. Mm -hmm. would sign us. Um, we were really good. Uh, our vocals sounded great. Our songs were good. The problem that we had was is that uh, the record labels would see a photo of the group and they would hear the music mm -hmm. and say, this doesn't match. You know, their their music and their sound doesn't mm -hmm. match with their look. You know, there's, a, um, there's an African-American, there's a Latino, there's a white guy, you know, how is this going to work? How are we going to market? Y'all were really America as a group. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> how are we going to market this? This doesn't make sense. You're either an all African American group or all white group or all. <laughs> it did so. Uh, so we had to struggle with that because all the record labels had turned us down at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, fortunately, uh, Cassandra Mills over at Giant Records, she was the one. Uh, she put on a showcase. She thought we were very interesting. She wanted to see us perform. She wanted to see what we did, what we were like. And mm -hmm. she saw it and she loved what she saw. And, oh, wow. you know, uh, Irvin Azoff, you know, um, uh, who's one of the top, you know, record executives back then and now even, um, he uh, he took interest and he signed us. And, you know, from there on, it was it was crazy. Uh, but, um you know, you know, the struggles, you know, we had no money. We lived off of tomato soup and bagels every day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, in a one bedroom apartment, uh, there were six of us, actually. Uh, wow. We were staying with our manager and his girlfriend <laughs> who was pregnant. You know, so we had one bathroom and you can well, imagine. They were taking a chance on y'all too. They were, they were. And there was all, there were six of us in a one bedroom apartment and sometimes you can just kind of figure it out sometimes it didn't always go well uh, but yeah we were able to make it through and uh good things came from it you know because we struggled and we fought through it and you know uh those are the kind of things that happened you know and and that's what got us to where we were yeah we understand about the sacrifice thing is you know where you know we have nobody that really that we personally know um, that we've known for years. It's like, you know, oh, this is a great idea. I remember when we first launched this show, most people are like, oh, you're crazy. You're stupid. You're this, you're that, yeah. you know, it could never Completely work. Grassroots show. You know, and nobody believed and I, I recently had a couple friends of mine come to me and say, you know, I'll, I did not, I thought that you were, because they always thought we were going a different way for God and all that. And they were like, um, uh, two people say, you know, I thought you were making a big mistake going this route. And that, and now they're like, okay, seeing a lot of the guests we've had on and how we handle the show and all that, they're like, okay, y'all have a knack for this, so keep going. <laughs> you know, I, I really truly believe, man, that nothing is accidental. I think that everything is 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 set up uh, in a perfect design, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, 
And if there's a design, then there's a designer. You know, so everything fits. Everything works out the way uh, uh, God wants it to work. And everyone has a destiny. Everyone has a journey. And you're just here to enjoy it and make the best of it. Of course, we have choices in life. Right. You know, and we and go off course and he tries to guide us back. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, that was one of the big things about our group that we were so focused on that also. And yeah. we trusted in God that God was going to provide a way for us. And um, and he did. He gave us that shot, you know, and, you know, four guys from Oklahoma City where there was no industry, no music industry, no chance of us making it. Um, <laughs> you know, we beat all, you know, odds. All the odds. odds. Yeah. And um, uh, so we get to talk about it 30 years later. <laughs> so what's some have been some of y'all's experiences, good and bad, at once you rose to the top? I think that's important, too, because a lot of people think, okay, once you're on top, okay, you've got it made. But we both know that's just not true. No, uh-uh. it's you hit the top of the charts um, and uh, it's hard to stay up on top. That's the thing. Why? Because there's so many things. There's a lot of pressure. So many things are coming at you. There's people whispering in your ear, go this, do this. You know, um, there's there's a lot of things that can really uh, take you away what you are supposed to do, what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Yeah. Um, did I, are you guys, can you guys see me? Okay. Yeah. yeah we Did can. it freeze up on we you? Can. No. Okay. No. Okay. No, um, okay. Um, you know, so it happens, um, you know, um, the good and the bad come with it. You know, it's, exactly. it, again, it's your choices. What are your choices in life? Do you choose to take this way or this way? Are you going to think about you or are you going to think about the group as a whole? Yeah, the you greater know, good. The mm-hmm. great right, for the good. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, people have their own choices to make. Either they want to look out for the whole <laughs> brand. Because what it is is that the name Color Me Bad, the brand, is so much bigger than the individual person. Yep. Yeah. It's so much bigger, you know. And a lot of people don't understand that. You get so used to the lifestyle that you think that, hey, this is what it's going to always be. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to work at it. You have to stay healthy. You have to stay in good shape. You have to be you know, ready to make the right business decisions. Um, you got to think about the fans. You got to think about how can we put on the best show. You know, uh, For us to put on the best show, we have to be in good health. We have to keep our vocals up. We got to keep our body right. You know, there's a lot of traveling that goes on. Yeah, we're only on stage for maybe 30 minutes to an hour, but the mm-hmm. traveling can wear you down also. Yeah, you got know, yeah. to, it's the health, you know, that you've got to really look at uh, in this sort of business. And, uh, uh, you know, so that's, you know, some of the struggles that come with being up on top, you know. Yeah, because when you get you know, it's one thing to get there. It's a whole other thing to stay there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, to still be around, you know, again, like y'all are thirty year, yes. thirty plus years later. I mean, I know that you recently did a, a thirty year anniversary thing. Tell us about that. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's the thirtieth year, and um, 
Uh, just to let you, uh, Chris, you guys know uh, that, you know, I am the uh, uh, the sole owner of Color Me Bad now. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's okay. now performing as Color Me Bad. Okay. I do okay. have a team, uh, a new team that I have put together oh, that wow. goes out yeah. and uh, does shows. And yes. we've been doing it now for a while. And we have a phenomenal and show. It's been clicking up. It's been clicking. It's been great. Everyone respects everyone. Uh, it's a it's a true family out there on the road. Everyone gets what's happening, and we try to put on the best show that we possibly can, and people love it. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, but um, you know, um, you know, and 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 I'm and I'm I kind of got a little off. What was the question? <laughs> It was about a 30 year new album. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, 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 you know, we share that while we're out there on, on stage, mm -hmm. the 30th anniversary, we have a, a new uh, Warner brothers just released a new CD, you know, remastered of, oh, uh, uh, you know, like a greatest hits, yeah. you know, and for the 30th anniversary. And I thought that they did a really good job. Um, uh, Chris Brown and Nick Cannon, just uh, with a few uh, other rappers, mm -hmm. they uh, sort of remixed um, oh, wow. I Want to Sex You Up. You know, they've got oh, a sample of it in it. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, it's actually in the movie She Ball that oh. Nick Cannon just recently released. Yeah. Wow. It's a great, they did a great job. I was really happy with that. Um, well, you know, uh, so, you know, it's been good, man. You know, life has been good. The shows are coming in you know, left and right. And I'm just very, very thankful with how everything is moving. 30 years is phenomenal. It's amazing how we were just young men having a good time, doing what we love to do, writing songs, you know, coming from our hearts, you know, our, and our souls. And 30 years later, we still get to sing those songs to the audience and they love them. They get to dance or singing. It's great to perform in front of these crowds because we're kind of like taking them back to their youth. And yeah. when the times were really, really good where they didn't have children, they didn't have jobs, they were just out there having a great time. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a good time, man. I mean, who would not do this? Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about the I Love the 90s tour that you're on. That's pretty cool, too, that you've been on. Well, you know, we just did a show. There was probably about 8,000 people in Toledo, Ohio wow. last right. Friday. And um, it's just so much fun, you know, because it can, the crowd is there to party. And <laughs> it's nothing like having a crowd, especially coming out of COVID and, and dealing oh, with it all. You know, I know that there's a, a, another variant of it that a lot of people are struggling struggling with, and I get it. And and I'm sorry, but I'm one of those guys who who like, please go get vaccinated. I think it's we're vaccinated. Right. So. We are yeah, too. We good, feel the good same way. Guys. Um, uh, so you know, just seeing everybody having a good time and things seeming kind of getting back to normal again, it's great. People are putting on their '90s gear. <laughs> They're wearing party. We're selling merchandise left and right. I mean, it's wow. just we're just having a good time, man. And and, well, and that's what it's about, that. you know. Yeah. You know, you work so hard behind the scenes, and you want that 30, 60 minutes, hour, two hours, whatever it is. 
to be just, you get out there, you do your thing and you just have a good time because if as much work as you have to do in entertainment, if you can't have a good time in that, in that time, then why do it? Exactly. Exactly. Even like what we do, you know, this little yeah. 30, 60 minute interviews that we do. This um, is our favorite part. Is, of you know, a lot of people see this and they're like, oh, this is y'all look like y'all have so much fun and you get to talk to all these people. But they don't see the behind the scenes tears where it go back and <laughs> forth with people. People yeah. sometimes say, well, your show's not good enough and this and that and <laughs> 200 rejections a month that we get. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, so we go through all that, too, just like an artist. That's why I think that we're good hosts for artists to come on because we know exactly what y'all go through. Yeah, we do our side jobs and whatever we have to, to do. stay afloat to while we build this. That's right. I think you guys are doing a great job, you know. Oh, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. It's definitely been interesting. Um, in fact, one of our craziest stories that we have is, is now this, we were um, only audio at this time. It wasn't video. So video, this probably wouldn't have happened. But in the middle of it, we're in the middle of it, and I, we thought the interview was going great. We, yeah, we, we, thought, we thought this is great, it's going good. We played yeah, the, the person, we had a song break, middle. played mm -hmm. the song. Welcome back. Nothing. Hello? Yeah. Nothing. Technical difficulty. Technical difficulty. So we played another song, and I'm texting, emailing, nothing. So I've never heard from this person since. To this day. To this yeah. day. And we're to, so so we got ghosted in the middle Still, of an interview. Of an interview. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Only one time. So tell yeah. us a funny story like that that's happened to you in the past where you're like, wow, that really happened. Oh, gosh. I mean, gee. Um you know, one of the stories I, I tell is um, um, we we were in, uh, I believe we were in Nebraska, one of the, uh, yeah, I think we were in Nebraska and we were doing a show in the middle of a show. Somehow some girl was able to sneak backstage <laughs> and steal all of our wardrobe <laughs> and run out and we, we come back to do a, a, uh, a change. Right. Uh, in the middle of the show. And all of our clothes are gone. And we want like, what is going on here? Where are, where are our clothes? And, you know, because we got to get right back up on stage. And uh, oh, uh, a, a minute, two minutes later, we see my younger brother, who used to tour with us. Mm -hmm. He's got all these clothes over his shoulder running back in. <laughs> and we're like, what's going on? And he said, man, some girl came back here and and took off with all y'all's clothes. I caught her in the middle of the parking lot. That's so, crazy. I mean, those things happen, you know. So, yes. <clears throat> now at the height of y'all's career back then, what are some crazy moments that's happened with girls like that? Because I'm sure they were trying to throw themselves at you back then too. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know you got all your you got the little stories that happen. I mean, I always tell people you. Just imagine what you think could have happened, and it probably happened. <laughs> you know, so but that's 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 uh, rock and roll for you guys. Right, so, always has been. It always has been. Nothing's changed. You know, that, that's like we were sitting there um, in Nashville not long ago, and we were at a Chris Young concert. I think it was Chris Young. Yeah. Um, one of the, we were at two different concerts. But Brad Paisley. We had Brad Chris Paisley Young. and Chris Young, and I can't remember which, might have been Brad Paisley, where I had an aha moment, because, you know, we got all these people coming on our show, and I'm sitting there watching the crowd, 
And I'm seeing people that now we're pretty far back. So you pretty much have to watch the screens. And I'm seeing these girls freak out because they see Brad Paisley on the screen, not even up close or on yeah, the screen. Yeah, nowhere close to the screen. And I'm yeah. sitting there like, my God, we get to talk to all these people. That's when it really hit me. Yeah. What how, we're, blessed. how blessed we are of what God leading us into the entertainment industry to get to do what we do with people like you and the other people that come on. It's just been like, but it, but before that it was like, oh, it's great. But that was, that was just a moment that I, I thought, uh, my first thought was what would she do if she could talk one hour with Brad Paisley? I bet she'd really free. And so it, it's just, yeah. it's crazy yeah. what we get to yeah. do. Yeah, no, I mean, and you know, with us having hit records and being able to mm -hmm. do what we do, there there are people that I've really gotten starstruck by that I met, um, like James Brown. One time, oh, wow. he invited yeah. us to his birthday party. We oh, got wow. a happy birthday oh, yeah. to him when he was alive. And mm -hmm. one of my favorites is Magic Johnson. I've always been a Lakers oh, fan. Oh, yeah. I love Showtime and. And I, I seen Magic Johnson one time, and I think I turned into a little boy again. You know, what I mean? <laughs> and I went to hug him, and I, I I grabbed his leg, and I was just like hugging on his leg. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so tall. And uh, just people like that. Uh, we met. Um, this was before we we had a hit record. Mm -hmm. We got a chance to sing for. Um, oh my gosh, what's why, why am I forgetting this jazz? <laughs> Uh, what's the the famous jazz artist um, with the glasses? Ah, okay, well uh, it, it'll come. Uh, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. Yeah. Oh, Miles Davis. Miles yeah. Davis. We saw Miles. I mean, we saw Miles Davis on walking the streets there in New York City, and mm -hmm. we were like, because we were just driving by. Yeah. And one of the guys were like, "Hey, there's Miles Davis!" And like, "Wow, Miles right. Davis." Get out of here. We stopped the car. We jumped out, and we we just we just we didn't introduce our we didn't introduce ourselves to him. We just started singing. Okay? Oh wow! We didn't want to lose this chance. You know, I mean, he could easily just turned his head and walked off. Absolutely. But we he, we started singing for him, and he looked and he listened to our song, and we were like, we finished our song, and we were like, what do you think? And he looked at us and he would not wow. his head. Not of approval. Wow. Yeah. So not of approval. Walking. <laughs> so that was it. That was it for us. That was yeah, we'd feel like that probably too for like um one of my dream interviews would be Steve Harvey. Uh -huh. um, yeah, Steve Harvey. Because if you ever look up Steve Harvey Apollo story, it's 10 minutes long, but he tells a story about how he almost gave up comedy. He was at the end of his ropes. And like you said, it was a God thing, timing thing, like you said earlier. But he's at the end of his ropes and he's ready to, he's about, he's back then at pay phones and he went pay phone to call his answer machine, check messages because he was going to um, come back home. And he got a message talking about, we heard you from somewhere and we want to get you on the showtime at Apollo in two days or whatever it was. Yeah, they had like a last minute, a last minute opening. That somebody canceled. So he said he gets off there. the phone. And he's and he's like, okay, I guess that's a sign. I'm not, you know, I don't took it. That's a sign. I'm supposed to do this. He says he took it the other way because he don't have no money. To get he has there, zero yeah. money. So he said, a call. I think he had thirty five bucks. He said. He said then he calls it back. He said, well, maybe they said next weekend. I can scrounge up the money by then, but this week would be impossible. 
calls it back up. Nope, that's what they said. But before he got the phone, the phone beeps again. And he's another new message. So he clicks on that message. He's in, I think, over in Tampa at the time. And he says, somebody says, oh, we, we got an opening in Jacksonville, Florida for tonight. Pays 300 bucks, 350 bucks. We need you. He calls back, gets it, goes to Jacksonville that night, makes 350 bucks. That He was so good to them that they had him come in Saturday night. He did that for another 350. So now he had the money to go to a uh, thing for Sunday to be on sh the showtime with Apollo. And that's where, but that was the moment that he almost quit. Yeah, that, I don't know, but God, God rescue. He comes in so, his timing is just so perfect. You know, yeah, um, did you, could you hear what I just, did you hear what I just yeah. said? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, God's timing is so perfect, you know, and, and and um, you, that's why you can't say I don't. I mean, you can say whatever it is. Some people say the universe, blah blah blah, whatever you know. But you know, I'm just telling you what I feel in my heart. Exactly. Uh, but God has ways of putting this stuff together, and He's always on time. You know, so um, you know that you know. Uh, just the opportunities, the way that God had lined everything up for us could not have been better, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, I, I know a lot, you know, we, we, we got the song, we had an opportunity to, uh, to, to sing and record the song. I want to sex you up. And, oh. uh, you know, I knew that my mom and dad would not like it. I knew it was going to be hard for me to tell my grandma what it was going to be. It was tough, but it was, it just felt right, right. at the time yeah, that we were supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And believe me, it worked out for whatever reason yep. it happened right. that way. That's the way it happened. And exactly. it completely changed our life. Mm. Uh, that was the moment, you know, and no one knew that that song was going to do what it did. The record wow. didn't know nobody. That song, back then, that type of song could have went either way. That, right. right. Either you were going to love it or you were going to hate it. And that song got popular because uh, the request that people uh, sent to the radio stations. You could wow. call them the radio, sta radio stations in those days and That's say, right. play this song, you know, yeah. and, and, and more. But, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, I tell you what, man. The, the rest 80s, is history. <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah. But, uh, I, I tell you what, if I could do it all over again, man, the 80s was such a great decade. Wow. Oh, so yeah. much fun. And, and you know what? Take away the cell phones. I don't, yeah. I don't want to, yeah. you know, take life back to that era. And yes, it was a fun You couldn't, era. You couldn't beat it. It was so much fun, you know. And, you know, speaking of timing like that, that's funny, too, about God prepares you and all that and prepares your heart and all that. But, um, you know, we, we've been married almost 19 years. And I and many times we'd be out and out, out and about. And we'd run into people and I'm not talking about running into friends. I'm talking about running into strangers. And, and I'd end up in, you know, she would know that if I get to talking two, three minutes in and it gets deep at all, we're there 30 to 60 minutes. And she'd get so upset about that sometimes, but, but it was like, I couldn't stop. I mean, it was like, I'm in, I'm focused. And I've done that probably thousands of times. 
But now we look back and smile because that's what prepared us for to do the same thing, but on this show. That's great. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm real happy about that. That's good. That's your spirit talking, you know? So you can't stop never, that. You just <laughs> never, you just never know where, you know, like a lot of people, they look for the big moments, you know, and yeah, big moments can change, but it's the little moments that create the big moments. There you go. That's a great and, way. And people forget that, you know, every moment is that moment. Very true. Very true. Now, let's shift gears a little bit. As you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist and all that, but they don't see the teams behind the people. And I don't care if someone has a team of one or a team of 300 like Justin Bieber yeah, has. The teams matter. The teams matter. And in our opinion, they never get the love no. they deserve. So take a few moments. Just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Um, I've got uh, a great a great choreographer, and and he's also on stage with me. Uh, his name is uh, Chris Campbell, and uh, he lives in Long Island, New York, and he's won uh, choreography awards with the NAACP, and he's done a lot of great things. And I'm just, uh, I met him out on tour with I Love the 90s, on the I Love the 90s tour, and he was one of the uh, dancers uh, at that time. He's one of the dancers uh, with Salt and Peppa, uh -huh. and I loved what he did with them. And um, from there, just our relationship grew. Uh, a lot of things changed uh, in our group within time and mm -hmm. to bring him on board. And with him coming on board, he had a cousin that is a great dancer also that he brought into uh, 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 the team. And his name uh, is Eric Footman. And he's out of oh, Queens, wow. New York. And he's been great. Uh, he's <laughs> been great. So these are the two guys that are behind me when I'm performing. Uh, they're, they, they, you know, they, they, they're phenomenal uh, uh, entertainers. Um, um, my DJ, uh, his name is, he goes by DJ Wayne. Uh, he's out of Oklahoma City. And he is so much fun. He's the young guy. He's the baby of the, of the team. And he's just, he's in tune with everything that's going on in music today. And also with the old school music. So it's a great thing he brings to the table. Wow. He really knows how to get the crowd going before we come out on stage. He's a, <laughs> yes. of, he's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to perform with. Uh, my drummer, who is uh, Kevin Couch, uh, he's from Dallas, Texas. And uh, not only is he my drummer, but he's also my manager. And oh, wow. I met him uh, back when... Um, when when uh we were on the uh the dr phil show and oh, uh, oh awesome that's where i met him and we we were talking and it just clicked between him and i and it worked out and by him uh me spending so much time in oklahoma city here he was just down in texas uh, he actually lives in sherman texas which is not far from dallas but uh um, it was an easy uh, way to get to him, and we were able to do a lot. Actually, after this interview, that's where I'm headed. I'm headed. Oh, wow. to, oh. you know, so, uh, um, but yeah, so those are the people that really make this thing come alive, and we put on a phenomenal show, and people were getting great reviews, and, and the, the fans are loving it. So. 
Love that. And you know, speaking of um, team members, we've got a third co-host, our little nine-year-old. Yes, Christopher. And we always uh, come on and ask three questions. So I'll Sandy's going to go get him and have him come. Okay. We, got a, we got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too because we are family. Nice. nice. All right. You can try to involve the family. And that was one thing when we launched the show. I was like, you know, I want a way to pull the family together. And yeah, it's called the Chris and Sandy show. Um, but I want our it to be a family thing. In fact, I even created the name Family Affair Media because that's just what we are. Is we're a family affair. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <clears throat> so um, how's life been right now for you? Uh, good. I, I can't complain. I'm in good health. Um, uh, I need to shed a few more pounds. <laughs> but, <laughs> we all probably do. Yeah. <laughs> That's the COVID. <laughs> the COVID pounds, as they call it. Yeah, COVID pounds. Uh, but, COVID uh, weight, whatever they say. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, who's this? Who's My name's Christopher. Hey, Christopher, how are you? I'm Mark. Uh, I'm doing great. Hi, Mark. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> we were just talking about weight. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about weight. Um, my favorite food, I love Mexican food. I love Mexican food. Um, I love uh, all kinds of Mexican food. You know, anything that's Mexican food, I love it. Um, I also like soup. I like uh, mm -hmm. uh, this uh, Vietnamese soup called uh, pho. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's really good. It's got noodles, chicken. I, I like getting chicken in mine. And uh, it's great, man. I can eat that up, man. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, and, and I do have to say, I love my ice cream. I love oh, cookies and cream. I love ice cream. Yes, I do. Yeah. What's, your, <laughs> What's favorite? your favorite ice cream? Uh, uh, What's I, your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, vanilla. Okay, I like vanilla too. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Okay, my favorite food is pizza. Ah, I love pizza, man. Me too. <laughs> I love my pizza. Is there a certain uh, pizza type of pizza you like? You like... Uh, uh, what type of pizza? Uh, pepper, uh, I mean, uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. Oh, man, I'm with you. You and I could hang out. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show? Um, You know what? I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch a lot of TV, man. Um, yeah, I do like sports. I will watch sports a lot. I like, <laughs> I like watching football. And soccer and basketball and baseball. Go dogs. How's that? I said go dogs. For Georgia. Georgia Bulldogs. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't I'm sorry, cut out on me. I'm sorry, what was that? It was I was like go dogs for Georgia Bulldogs. Oh Georgia Bulldogs, yeah. You know what? The Georgia Bulldogs are gonna have a great team this year from what I'm hearing. Well, yeah. for so, the uh, first game will be pretty much decided, probably, because they're playing Clemson. Ah, yes. So either Georgia or Clemson is gonna is gonna be really happy. Yes, yeah. And and what do you guys think about Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC? I'm like, you know, the, if we get some good teams in there, the more the merrier. I mean, you know, the, the only bad thing about the SEC is. The SEC's always been so good that they beat each other up so they don't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So true. I think it's going to be fun. You know, it, it's going to, you know, I think every game is going to be so important. 
So yep. it's gonna be. But good. that's why that that first that first, I mean, you're starting versus Clemson as Georgia, and you're like, and I'm like, that's so important to start the first game with a win and a win against the number two team. That's huge. You know, if I was one of them coaches, I would really work on a lot of trick plays. Why? <laughs> because one of the teams won't be expecting that. And yep. they're not going to be in the groove of the football season, you know. So you get one of them thrown off a little bit. You know, there's a lot of mistakes to happen because these. This is the first game. Everybody's got a lot of tent and a lot of. They're all nervous. You know, they're excited, and they nobody wants to make a mistake. So one of the teams can throw off the other team real fast. You know, Most so. So, what's your next question? Okay, uh, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Ah, um, you know what? Uh, let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think about this one. Wait. Okay. <laughs> I got I got it. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is probably my favorite movie. Huh. Yeah. And what, what's yours? Mine is Dominion's movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that one. The, the oh. Despicable Me's and all of them. They're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to check that out. Second question that you always do. Oh, he already did oh. it. The TV show. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's why I forgot to ask him what's your, what your favorite TV show. Oh, mine, mine and mine is SpongeBob. <laughs> ah, okay. That's, That's where it. I lost track at. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't remember him saying mine is SpongeBob. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SpongeBob <laughs> is good. Yeah, you know, we have a good time on here, though. That's what's cool. It doesn't matter if you miss a beat. doesn't matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's been great about this show, though, is because we bring, you know, artists and actors both on. You know, he watches a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon shows. We've been bringing on a lot of people from his shows on our show, too. So that's been pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Bye. Right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he, ha he has a good time doing this. And, and again, you know. You have hiccups, don't matter. You know, this is just to have a good time, a convert. You know, if, if I had to be one of those people that I ask a question, you answer. I ask a question. That would bore me to death. <laughs> if I can't have a conversation, then I would rather not do it. <laughs> That's true. Huh? All right. And uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you with your music? Um. Gosh, you know, I, I like the old school classics, you know, uh, Stevie Wonder. I'm a huge fan of Prince, uh, um, Michael Jackson. I think one of the greatest compliments we ever got as a group, uh, we we uh, wrote a song called Time and Chance for our second album. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it didn't do what we wanted it to do, but uh, we had we got a message, a letter, a telegram from Prince himself, oh, no. telling us how much he loved our wow. new song, and oh, that was great. That was that was man, that what a compliment that was for our group, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, what a great compliment and loving your music. There's there's nothing better than that. <laughs> yes, about like the nod, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist, as a group? What would you like to be most uh, the, known and remembered for? You, you know, you know, the Color Me Bad, we were one of the first multiracial groups to come on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, and 
I think that kind of opened up a lot of doors for a lot of other groups. And uh, yeah, so, Amy so, asked, what was the uh, Amy song? says, uh, what was the name of the show? Uh, uh, it was called Time and Chance. Time and Chance, Amy. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, I forgot what was the question. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, 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 oh, you yeah. know, we were one of the groups that, yeah, we were one of the groups that came, you know, with different multi-ethnicities coming together mm -hmm. and singing yeah. together and bringing people together, you know, and that's what today, that's what we need today, you know, people coming together uh, instead of being so separate because yeah. I thought back in the 80s when we were kind of coming up and everyone seemed, seemed to be getting along great, mm -hmm. I thought this thing was just going to grow to be such a better, better, better situation, but it's Social media not. kind of stopped that. Probably so, yeah. 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 You know, you know, social yeah, media. Unfortunately. You know, again, I'll be honest, if I didn't have this show and we didn't, we weren't so engraved in the social media, I don't know if I would have it. <clears throat> but being that you pretty much have to have it now. Right. If you do any business, It's one of them yeah. double-edged swords. It's like, you know. I try to use it for good. I do it the best of my ability. You know, sometimes I might get, a, I mean, like earlier, I made a comment that's that, um, that there's so much I want to say, but God says, no, stay focused. And so yeah, I have just to just want to be so, a positive source you know, out there. So much I could say on social media, but I keep my mouth shut and I keep the vision mm -hmm. alive. There you go. That's probably the best way, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And if you could relay a message to your fans, what would you want to say to them? I just want to, I would say thank you for supporting our group for 30 years. Wow. You know, this anniversary mm -hmm. is amazing. Again, we were just young guys just trying to have fun, loving music, uh, trying to, uh, to put on the best show we possibly could. And, and we struggled a lot. And we made it and uh, we did it because we, we, we stayed with it. And uh, I truly believe if you stick with something, you know, eventually something's going to give, you know, you can have a, 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 what, 99 no's and all you need is just one yes, you know. So, so true. Yeah, that's funny you say that because we've probably failed at a hundred, over a hundred different <laughs> business ideas. I mean, we've tried, one, yeah. we've tried it all. You know, oh, we've yeah. tried, you know, network marketing type stuff. We've tried other business stuff. Everything we've tried would make us some money and then fail and make us, but it but kept us afloat. Yeah, and, you, uh, you know, but again, failure. I never wanted that nine to five job. Never in my life. And I said, you know what? We will find a way. And then all of a sudden this happens. And here is we're 19 months in. Right. That's, that's, that's amazing, man. And, and, you know, and, and if people can, can just realize you know, by failing, it's not failing. It's 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 learning from it's the learning. Yeah, you can't, don't, don't beat yourself up because something mm -hmm. don't work out for you. You know, yeah. the first time because it's not always going to happen that way. You know, uh, right. uh, you know. I mean, think about it. I mean, you always hear, you know, Michael Jordan, the greatest <laughs> NBA player of all time. I love his not, little quote. Yeah, not making the the his 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 freshman basketball team. And who would that thought? Yeah, yeah. And who, what happens if he said, you know what, basketball just isn't for me. I couldn't make the freshman team or whatever, you know. Yeah. And then we would have never had the greatness, you know. But um, uh, there's just there's a lot of examples. Look, Carrie Underwood, you know, um, she basically 
from what I understand, was given up. She was going to school, and it was was her grandma or mom, somebody in her family. In her family, yeah. pushed her like just go try out for Idol, and um, she only did it for family. She didn't expect it. She goes, okay, this will be my last shot. If this don't make it, I'll be happy with the direction of college, yeah. and. The rest is history. I mean, even Simon Cowell, I'll, I'll never forget because I remember the episode when she um, was on there um, the very first time in audition. Simon said, told her, not only do I predict you winning this show, but you will outsell all other idols combined. And she did, didn't she? Yep. She yep. did, yeah, wow. for sure. I got. I mean, Cowell knows this stuff, huh? Yeah, I, I got a chance to meet her one time. You know, she's from Oklahoma here. That's yeah, nice. and she was such a sweet. Mm-hmm. She wow. was such an amazing person, you know. And I'm thankful for that. And she's uh, she's you know, just sometimes you meet artists who stay humble and who they are, and they don't let it all get to them. I like that. I like seeing that, you know. And that's probably the tough part so, because, again, you know, as you rise, everybody's feeding that into you, how great you are. And then you start to believe there, there it is. And then so it's, I imagine that part's probably the hardest part for an artist oh, who's on the rise. Stay grounded through all of that. Yeah, it, it can be, you know, it could definitely be that. You just, again, you got to know how to handle it. And uh, a lot of things. God grounded. What's that? Say, so stay God grounded. Man, if you can do that, you'll be all right. (laughs) So what's next for you as we close out here? I'm going to continue doing shows. I've got several shows lined up uh, this year and uh, next year. And uh, we're going to be going overseas next year. And um, um, I'm going to continue writing. Uh, I put out a a country song. uh, Oh, cool. Yeah, called Cookies and Cream. You got to look it up. We're I real. will. I will. Yeah, about cookies yeah. and cream, and because I like all music, I like R and B, I like pop, country, I, I like it all. So um, that's one of the things that I get to do now is I get to do whatever I'm feeling inside, and I get to do it your own way. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be putting out new music, uh, and I, and and new color me bad music too. So oh, I'm excited bad. about that. Yeah, oh, it's a lot of fun. So as we close out here, tell everybody how they can reach you. Yes. Uh, you can um, uh, reach me uh, at uh, well any of the Color Me Bad sites. Uh, we're verified on mm-hmm. Instagram and uh, Facebook, uh, so you can find me through there. Um, but me personally, excuse me, um, you can uh, at the Mark Calderon on Instagram and on Facebook at the Mark Calderon or at Color Me Bad. So either, either one of those, uh, yeah. So. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show we today. We did. And, this was fun. And we look forward to having you back for more updates down the road. Yes. Absolutely. No doubt. I, I enjoyed it too, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Right. Thank you for your, time, your time today. You have a great day. Thanks. You too, guys. Bye-bye.